0: Welcome to the Christway Connect podcast, creating pathways, connecting people to Christ, to others, to purpose. Welcome to the Christway Connect podcast. In studio today, Jeremy, Deli, Andy. We're missing Arnick, but welcome, fellas. Yeah. We'll miss
1: him. It's good Uh, to be here.
0: It is awesome to be here. We are looking at the book of Luke. And last week, given our five chapters that we read each week at Christway, last week was. uh, The last four of Mark, ending up with Mark 16 and Luke 1, but we didn't really touch on Luke Mm -hmm. last week. So this is kind of our first toe in the water for chapters 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6. And so today, if folks are tracking with us, they'd be reading chapter 4, which we will touch on, I'm sure. But also, before we even kick into that, uh, Luke is written by a unique character, Mm -hmm. right? So what are some of the things you guys think of when you think of Luke as a character, as an author, a gospel writer, anything
1: click off in your mind? Uh, One of the first things that always clicks off is this is the same guy who wrote Acts. And so I don't... I always connect those two, and and anytime I'm reading towards the end of Luke, it's like, okay, he kind of goes right into Acts, so let's just keep those together, and then the... It'd be interesting if it
0: was... Matthew, Mark, John, Luke, Acts.
1: It'd be
2: it'd be yeah. helpful, right? Well, I mean, Luke right into <laughs> Acts, yeah, right yeah, into you know that. yeah. And I don't
0: know how many folks may know that, but that mm-hmm. is true. Luke was the author of both.
2: That was something that TJ TJ mentioned in in the How to Read the Bible class was was that um, you can just go right into it. You know, he was like, yeah. I, I he's like, I even tell you guys, just why don't you just go right ahead and you know read right at the end of Luke and go right into it Acts. is a, it yeah. is a, um, very a continual, sequel. yeah, very yeah, very good. continual with that. Mm-hmm. I, I think for me, I think of uh, well, one that's what we tend to go to when we're reading the, I, I guess for Christmas or something, the entire life of Christ and how it's how it's so uh, so much more in depth at the beginning as mm-hmm. compared to all the others, um, right. and how the the genealogy is a little bit farther into yeah great the, yeah mm-hmm. a little bit farther into the the book. And so whereas Matthew
0: kicks it off, and really the genealogies that we think about are in Matthew and Luke. Mm-hmm. Mark doesn't have one. Right. And John's is in the, the beginning, beginning was, was the, the word, word right? <laughs> yeah. The word is with God. The word That's was genealogy. God. Well, one <laughs> verse. <laughs> it is. But it's a quick one, right? Which yeah. also he cuts leads right us, to the chase to what <laughs> Luke did. Leads us mm-hmm. to the point, the probable point of each author, mm-hmm. um, which we'll we'll touch on a little bit. So Matthew, chapter one, bam, mm-hmm. the begats, and it's in chapter three in Luke with with this whole priest story mm-hmm. about. Uh, John and, and yeah, the his... songs of you know, the different people Mary and such, mm-hmm. right and the the um, prophetess mm-hmm. and those those things, right? These, these little human interest stories that are really cool that set the stage. Yeah. yeah, his
1: connection to characters other than Jesus is one of the things that when I was thinking about last week's message,
0: I didn't preach this, but as I was just form, forming thoughts at the beginning of the week, I thought, man, I think I'm just going to list every human name, every every name other than the begats. I don't even mm, mean the begats. Yeah. Every person mm. that is like a supporting cast member for the story that's about to unfold with Jesus, right? Right. All of these. Di- Matthew didn't have that. Right. Just all these. And Luke, being the Gentile, the doctor, Mm-mm. looking yeah. at the human aspects, yeah. not super I think surprising. Of that as well. Yeah, not yeah. super surprising that he would. Do human interest stories.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the connection to John the Baptist, I, I, don't, I don't necessarily know if Luke had a direct connection to John the Baptist, but reading, reading his, I guess, testimony of some of the things that John said and uh, the, this reading it this time, I actually, actually was reading it and I'm like, wait a minute, should these be red letters right now? Because some of the things that Luke records that John said were very um very similar to the words that you would hear would hear jesus yeah. Jesus say, and so that that is a neat connection. yeah, I'm
0: sure a, a little Chapter bit of three, an yeah. afternoon of research might clarify that, but it would seem to me that Luke being a Gentile, I just never thought he even came on the scene until right, never yeah, that until either. Paul mm-hmm. right, and he's riding around with Paul and connected and then you know picked up. Picked up the story.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say that uh, in Colossians four, it kind of just throws out the the names. You know, like when we say that Mark was not an original disciple, right? He was he was getting it from Peter and stuff. But it it throws in Mark and the same thing in Colossians four, where he says, uh, "Send his send you his greetings as does Mark, the, the the cousin of Barnabas," which I would assume, you know, is maybe that person. Um, and then it also, is. yeah, 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 and, yeah and, then, and then down at the, in verse 14, he says, our dear friend Luke, the doctor, you know, and also sends his greetings as well. So, you know, yeah. just like those, those little little things that you don't think about when you're just kind of reading in Colossians because you have to flip back mm-hmm. all the way back to the gospel of like, oh, okay, yeah.
0: So I think that's an interesting point yeah. that one of the first message might have been the first Sunday of the year, um, let's get to the good stuff. Right. And I was just talking about the genealogies Mm -hmm. and how, and I've been guilty of that for sure. You just like, okay, let's zip through this and let's get to the good stuff. And really, there's so much good stuff there. Mm -hmm. That's at the beginning, but you're uh, catching the benediction, Mm -hmm. right, of the book, Mm -hmm. the closing, the afterward, where he's like, hey, and and, and Mark sends greeting and and our good friend
1: Luke, right? That's (laughs) cool, man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, the, The names, yeah, used to be the. I don't know who these people are. I don't know how to say their name, <laughs> and I'm gonna read right over those with no understanding. Mm-hmm. Right, zip right through them and zip, miss something. Zip yeah, right through, yeah. and and the, the, I guess it's because the older I get and the more familiar with Scripture I get, the more each one of those names has this. Well, not everyone yet. There's still plenty of those names, mm-hmm. but even in the even in listening listing the kings of Jesus's ancestors the stories that are tied to that name Mm -hmm. and the missionary journeys that are tied to the, so all those things start to bring, breathe into your mind and early into mind. And and this web, yeah. Yeah. This This web web. of story Mm -hmm. that makes scripture so much deeper. Yeah. The, here's this short little mention of a character Mm -hmm. and the whole story that comes with that person. Yeah. Comes rushing into me. And, uh, prayer for me is is I try to be in that space in prayer. Also, if a name, if a person's name comes to mind, their name doesn't come to mind only, but mm-hmm. their their story, everything I know about their story, I, the current situation. If I think of April and her kids uh, in the hospital, I mean that name, April. Right now, we think about Larry and that relationship that they have and how she. All those things I know about her just rush into my mind, yeah. and context, yeah, and yeah. all that context is something that I hope I'm open to the Lord to have Him in an active role in all of that context that comes to mind, and so Scripture, I think, living is that that happens.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So I was thinking of and this is not Luke, but in in Mark, uh, Mark 15, Simon who carries the cross, mm-hmm. Simon of Cyrene. And then this little, this little aside, the father of Alexander and Rufus. Yeah. Who are referenced later in Acts, mm. right? Uh, which is cool, mm-hmm. right? And you'd zip right over those things. So I, th- I think it almost is about doing the reps and running the whole race, right? And just reading, reading enough, putting enough in there mm-hmm. that at some point down the road, it begins to gel, mm, right? Yeah. And little light bulbs begin to fire. Yeah. So you know the the Bible study that Tyler and I have been doing for literally two years, two two plus years. That stuff started to happen. Super rewarding.
1: Mm-mm.
0: And I'm learning things. We were doing something the other day, uh out of Philemon. And I was like, I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> we
1: weren't studying. what? I've been studying the scripture for 30 40 years. I didn't know that. But this this reading here where it was talking about uh, Herod and he mentions the his brother his brother who was the ruler of this area and his other brother there the, was the ruler of this area. Right. is mentioned in Luke's gospel here and I was doing studying for something else and was looking at Herod the Great, and then his kingdom was divided. The you know the Herod that was in charge when Jesus was born, right? right? His kingdom was divided among these three brothers, and here they are mentioned. At that, you don't really hear them in the story in the biblical story later. You don't see him in Jesus's a crucifixion. Crucifixion BC, Herod's son Herod, in the crucifixion, but just all those little things that you can start to do as you have more familiarity with it, right. and that just has made. The scripture so much yeah. more
2: enjoyable.
0: And I don't think there's a quick pill for that either.
2: No, no. Like, it, no. when you say doing the reps, like, like that's, that's literally what it is. And, and I, like, I was thinking that same thing of, man, you when we read this in the depth of, like, man, there are, there are people that are writing, writing about these very times and how they just, how they all coincide. <laughs> you know, like, even, I think for me, and it actually, it builds my faith more. You know, like it builds yeah. my faith more. Of like, uh, is like jo- Josephus or something, right? As right. was a governor at the same time or whatever, and was writing the same things about these times or about Herod and and all that and how like how Luke was so uh scrupulous or I don't even know what the word, but That's like so yeah, like so scrupulous with his with his writing and and just so on point with it, the timelines and the lining and and all that stuff. So I just yeah, just like. I don't know. To me, it just it builds me up. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, like, I'm. I, I know this Bible is true. Like, I believe it. Like, um, yeah. I don't know. That's why it's I was nice thinking. to get those reinforcers. Yeah, yeah. And I know that there's people that need that. Like, I totally do. Well,
0: in Matthew's genealogy, it starts with God and works toward uh, the baby, and then in Luke's, it goes what we would call what I would call backwards. To mm-hmm. God, one of the things again, one of, uh, I mean, I guess I knew this, but it, it hit me this week, and I was listening to the reading of the scripture, and it in Matthew, it's got uh, uh, David and Solomon, and it actually mentions who you know Solomon, who he had with the wife of Uriah, you mm-hmm. know, as we know Matthew lists the women in the genealogy, yeah. but it's it's got David and Solomon and Rehoboam and that whole deal. And then I'm listening to, I had to rewind it, I'm listening to the genealogy in Luke chapter 3, and it's got uh, Matatha, the son of Nathan, the son of David, the son of Jesse, the son of Obed, and I'm like, that didn't say Solomon. Right. I'd rewind it, right? Nathan, the son of David. And i would and, and heard this before, I, I knew this, but it, it struck me fresh this week, that uh, Messiah King is Matthew. Mm-hmm. So he literally, if we're all three brothers and I'm actually the dad, but Delhi, you're the king mm-hmm. of among the three of us, in Matthew's gospel, he's going to say, you know, Chip, son of Delhi, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> rather than Chip, son of Andy, mm-hmm. whereas Luke would say that other piece. So Luke is taking the literal human progeny,
2: mm-hmm.
0: whereas Matthew is linking it up with the royalty aspect. Mm-hmm. And I think, I don't know, everybody probably doesn't have a shelf for that, but I think to be okay with, and I was thinking about that on the way here, that's not a, I mean, to me, it's not a a contradiction and throw the thing out the window. Yeah, kind of thing. It doesn't Mm -hmm. strike me as a discrepancy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's clearly not two guys, you know, Mm -hmm. but just the idea of that Mm -hmm. I think is very interesting in their angle and how they're presenting. Mm -hmm. And, And Luke as physician Gentile. Uh, presents in a in a very unique way a few years ago I did a series I called Jesus prayers and I don't know I looked at every prayer Jesus prayed in the book of Luke and I don't mm-hmm. even know why I went to Luke I guess because Luke was the human guy right and he'd be presenting Jesus in a human way and I, every Sunday however many I was seven or eight Sundays I preached about a prayer of Jesus in Luke I don't know if anybody else got anything out of it but for <laughs> me so uh, surprisingly powerful shockingly. Mm-hmm powerful to see to see that perspective mm-hmm. so as we look through here we've got of course we're talking about all the genealogy and then in luke 4 which is what folks would be reading today a lot of stuff in there right the temptation of christ uh, when he goes to nazareth and that whole piece which i watched on the chosen <laughs> there, we <laughs> yeah. did that uh-huh. and he told it to the kids uh-huh he's sitting around with the kids and just drops a uh, the spirit of the by the way the spirit of the lord is upon me. Yeah. And I'm like, "Oh, that's a neat little angle." Yeah. Right? <laughs> that's a safe audience maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so when you when you look at uh and again, I guess we we spoke out of um, Luke 4 on Sunday, but what kind of things hit you out of this particular reading, the temptation and the the presentation of Christ, what, what kind of stuff is in your mind?
2: Well, for me, I was I was hanging out a little bit in Jesus being rejected at Naz- in Nazareth, right in his hometown, and uh, in the how middle he's of four, yeah, middle yeah, of chapter four. yeah, in the, right in the middle of chapter four. And I don't know, I was just really hanging out in there, uh, specifically about, um, you know, he how he's speaking. One, he he, re- he reads a scroll, and he's already he goes there often, right? He it says that it's uh, a part of his custom somewhere. I can't remember yeah, exactly, yeah. but yeah. part 16. of his custom, yeah, it's what he does, it's what he did, and he had been doing. And then he starts to read, and uh, for one, he's reading this, this scroll, and it's, uh, you know, he's, he's there to proclaim the good news, the freedom, the give sight to the blind, uh, free the oppressed, like, and then he's like, it's being fulfilled as you're hearing right now. And, and how everybody's like, what? This is amazing, right? This is uh, amazing at, at his grace-filled words that came from his lips, right? Like that like he presented it in this gracious way and they're just like uh just marveling at it, right? And then and then uh, about four verses later <laughs> he continues a little bit and then and then in 28 everybody's furious, right? And and then uh trying to herd him from there because right, they're going to throw him off a cliff. They're going to throw him off a cliff, yeah. right? Like so I'm just I was just th- pondering on that of like they ask him to do. I don't know. Not yeah. ask him to do a miracle or what. Doubtless
1: you will quote to me yeah. this proverb: "Physician, heal yourself." Yeah. What we have heard you did at Capernaum, do here in your hometown as well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so it's, it's almost like you're going to tell me to dance for you.
2: Yeah. Right? And like, show me your miracles, please. Yeah, like, you show know, me your party party yeah, yeah. tricks that that's what you're supposed to be doing.
1: Yeah. Kid, you've been here forever. Unless you're going to unless you're going to perform for us, we're not interested in you. And shut up. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I think in one of the other uh, Gospels, you know, he, he is doing other things before he's here, right? They're, they're just not, not in Luke's perspective, but he's doing other things, and maybe they've heard it, and he's, like, restating it or something, but um, just, again, just the fact that, like, do some miracles. And then in verse 30, he says, uh, <laughs> They took him to the edge of the cliff. And he walked right through the crowd and went on his way. You know, like, I'm like, well, that's a miracle right there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there you go. How about that for a miracle? <laughs> yeah, like, such a, a, a normal, you know, just like very, like very low bottom miracle. It's just like, well, I'm just going to walk right through <laughs> you guys. It's funny
0: in this little just joke. Uh, the, it, Jesus in pictures always stands out, white robe, white, blue sash. You know, I mean, yeah, this brilliant blue sash. Apparently he wasn't wearing that. Like he could just duck people. Yeah, like, he, where'd he go? He Incognito. Out of the crowd and Judas had to come pick out who he was. The guy I kiss is the guy, one. Yeah, like, he's don't gonna know be the which one. one it is. <laughs> yeah. Right. These yeah. just interesting little nuances mm-hmm. in the in the story. Mm-hmm. How fickle, how fickle we are to be so impressed, and then moments later.
2: Yeah. Man.
0: Well, I mean, go to any major sporting event, right? <laughs> I mean, there. I'm. I, I'm. Countless, I'm sure, are yeah. the stories where somebody's being cheered,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and then you know, 25 minutes later, three innings later, two quarters later, <laughs> being yeah. booed. Terrible yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Worst quarterback ever. Get, 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 get him
2: out. Of there. <laughs> <laughs> there, yeah. Worst referee ever. Right. The ref. Oh man, the referees are great. Good call. <laughs> and then, and then. Yeah. Two well, how, seconds fickle, later. how fickle. How yeah.
1: fickle.
0: We are. <laughs> what was What was interesting? Again, I know you're digging the chosen, and I, I saw him. I'll quote this. He sat out in the field, you know, and these little kids are hanging out with him, and he, he quotes this. And then one of the little boys raises his hand, and he says Isaiah, <laughs> right? And he goes, and Jesus not. But the f- look on his face was amazing. The look on Jesus' face was so cool because he's like, well, you know, like kind of, <laughs> right? That kind of thing, right? Like, well, you know, yeah. I get I mean, some credit there. Yeah, the word, <laughs> right? And he's this. The connection. It, it, what it opened up for me was how connected. Christ had to be with that particular word in that moment, like the resonance mm-hmm. of Him realizing. I had a situation um, a few years ago where I was invited to my hometown to preach. And I uh, had family that was going to be there. And I don't know if I'd ever preached in front of that family before. I don't remember ever doing that. And it was, as, I mean, the worship, it was a normal service structure, yeah. you know, in the worship and such. And I was sitting on the front row, and it felt like game day. It felt like Super Bowl day. Like, (laughs) because I knew what I was going to preach. I was going to preach the gospel. Mm -hmm. Like, it wasn't some offshoot, something, sidebar, thought, you know. It was about righteousness and faith and innocence, you know. Mm -hmm. And I grew up in the same culture. And I knew that I hadn't heard that message when I before when I was a kid. So I was like, man, I am getting to bring mm. this <laughs> message, not just to my family that I knew would be there, mm-hmm. but my friends that were in that was my hometown. Home so church, I went to high right? school and yeah. all that. It wasn't my home church. It wasn't but, your home church. No, we had several church. churches, but yeah. I was at a different church. But like people were there and rallies, mm-hmm. you know, and I'd come into town, so people like probably skipped church that day to come <laughs> over to that one, you know. And it was that kind of. I mean, I'm not mm-hmm. trying to like in that day to Jesus announcement, you know, but it felt something, it had to feel similar. Like, like, man, this is about to be on, like it's about to happen. You know, we, things have aligned and timing is here and here we are. And here's the good news. Look at these, the spirit of the Lord's on me, uh, anointed me, good news, freedom, recovery of sight, Releasing oppressed. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, chapter four.
0: Proclamation of favor.
1: Kind of ends, and I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns as well, for I was sent for this purpose. Mm-hmm. That. Yeah, which I love that
0: mm-hmm. I, I've I've referenced that so many times in my personal life when things I feel like I feel like ministry things, expectations of people, things that are noble, all that stuff's fine. Right, mm-hmm. but it starts pulling me, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, Jesus, uh, I believe it was in Mark, healed people, the, uh, the paralytic or something, healed someone. The whole town came out,
1: right?
0: He was out praying that morning. The disciples go out and say, Master, come back with us. The whole town has turned out, and he's like, I'm glad you guys are here.
2: <laughs> but since you're here, <laughs> let's go. Like, yeah.
0: he just fired up the RV and left right, right from there, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Didn't go back. Mm-hmm. Left all those people hanging, and I put myself in that position. Like if if somebody knocked on the door and said, "Hey, that thing you presented the other day, man, it really took off. Like, Memorial Stadium is filled with people. They're ready to see you, and everything's ready. Like six o'clock, they're waiting on you." I'm like, "Hey, thanks very much. We're gonna cool. we're gonna head south. Deuce. Yeah, leave them. Leave them. Him. Don't <laughs> even go. Don't even send them a note. Nothing like. No leave text. them wanting more. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus, started well, that. so the point is, he says this. He goes, "I didn't come for." I didn't come for seconds and thirds. I didn't come to just fill you and fill you again and fill you some more. I can hear this for contemporary church today, (laughs) right? I came to feed people the gospel the first time. And I'm going to go to this other city and do that. Mm -hmm. One of the excellent things, I don't know how many years ago, feels like it's been 30, 40 years ago, recovery of sight to the blind. I feel like I was a teenager and I was, I had a Strong's Concordance, and you know how mm. dangerous <laughs> a preacher is with a Strong's Concordance, right? So I had this Strong's Two hours later, you're. Yeah, two hours <laughs> later, and who knows what kind of doctrine I've That's come up right. with, right? But blind meant opaque. Blind there doesn't actually mean. No light yet. Physically blind, like I, you know, blind from birth kind of deal. Mm. It's opaque as in, and it actually says, as in a smoke filled room.
2: Mm. Mm-hmm. Haze or something, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Like my eyes work, mm-hmm. but I can't see, yep. which blind to me guides, is yeah. so much more applicable, right, mm-hmm. powerful, than he came to heal people that were born blind. I'm not sure I know three people that were born blind. I'm not sure if I know three personally, mm-hmm. know three people that were born blind. Mm-hmm. But I know a lot of people that their eyes work, but the room they're in mm-hmm. is filled with smoke right. <laughs> Yeah, and haze, right? Mm-hmm. He came to bring, well, he came to clear the smoke mm-hmm. from the room and give us clarity of vision yeah oh yeah. my gosh he can see let him see and ears to let him hear yeah that and give us yeah that. and mm-hmm. yeah clear We're bumping into the furniture and everything else and he's like yeah i can help you
2: with that the the contrast is what i i think of a lot of time like so you know like uh like you said the haze of of seeing what's truly needs to be seen or like the or the oppression that, that sin can put on you, right? This prison, this feeling oppressed, right? And uh, a sure. prisoner to all those things and, and uh, feeling like there's no way out of being poor, you know, like just all those things, like just out of that well, cyclical Well, so to your,
0: to your point, yeah. I don't have to be, my eyes don't have to be blind, blind. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I could say, well, I'm not poor. Oh, well. <laughs> give, it a, give it a no thought, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not bound. Oh, yeah. well. I'm not physically oppressed. I'm not in prison. Well, yeah, right. You can look at the, it all. The, the expanded, physical, the, the expanded physical applications yeah. mm-hmm. of this where it says, mm-hmm. well, it doesn't mean you're physically blind either. Yeah. It doesn't mean you're physically in prison either. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean people have bound you physically either. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that you don't have any money. However, you're poor, you're blind, you're oppressed and you're not free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was having a conversation with sis yesterday and we were talking about different angles of the message of Christ and one that is pretty commonly believed. And I said, sis, that is super common, but that just doesn't sound like good news. <laughs> right? Working your own salvation yeah. is not... That doesn't, if it's based on my ability to confess correctly or have an excellent memory of the sins I've committed or those kinds of things, woo.
1: I think it becomes comfortable to us, though. I think it's like...
0: Well, intuitively, we're like, yeah. oh, that makes sense.
1: Well, I think I think uh, we can easily be more comfortable in our in the jail cell we're comfortable with and we're used to, than out of that into freedom. Yeah, That's, that can be a really. Scary... I know where the walls are. Yeah, you know, know I've got where, it. I know where everything is. Right? I've got this <laughs> thing decorated the way I want it. Yeah, and and uh, well, that okay. So good. the phrasing good is
0: the me. devil, you know.
1: Yeah, the devil you know, yeah. And the W. Well, it's not even <laughs> viewed as a devil at that point. But it's, I mean, it's, it's.
0: But the idea is, this yeah. may not be good for me, and I get it. But mm-hmm. I'm connected to it. I heard something today, and it was really talking about sex and teenagers, really. But vasopressin and um, oxytocin, these connecting mm-hmm. hormones, right, are, uh neurotransmitters. Neurotransmitters, yeah. yeah, and released during sex. It's supposed to be released. For connection mm. in a relationship that you're gonna be in. Mm-hmm. Right? It gets released even if you're connected in a bad relationship. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? A an abusive relationship. A harmful relationship. And the the it was a clinical psychologist I was listening to and he said, and that's why people go back to a negative situation seven, eight, nine, ten times. Essentially, yep. they're having sex, and all this connecting stuff is happening. Their brain is releasing all that, which causes them to feel this connection. But it is bad,
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> right? And I think that can be what happens. We connect with stuff, and your friends are saying it's no good, and your parents are saying it's no good, and your pastors are saying it's no good. And yeah. Everybody's like, what are you doing? And you're like, yeah,
1: well, but I... <laughs> but... <laughs> My body says it's good. <laughs> yeah. It's It's... It's programmed all the way, all the way in programmed deeply. Way through deeply, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And just to realize that's that's not how that's supposed to go, mm-hmm. right? And for us to recognize that we can step out of what might feel right, right, and actually it might even feel good in a bizarre way uh, when you sin and you punish yourself, you flog yourself. It feels right, mm-hmm. and I'm punishing myself until I'm yeah, until I'm worthy. That makes
1: Jesus isn't really that makes doing, sense. A, doing anything at that. Well, point. the or, gospel message yeah, that, that I really mentioned to you right, was yeah.
0: I'm like the hardest part of salvation for me is how easy it is.
1: Yeah, like it's just so simple. Mm-hmm. It's 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 bizarrely simple. Yeah, uncomfortably simple. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think and jump. J- I told you guys at the end of chapter five, I was really. This is tomorrow's reading, maybe for you, but. Where Jesus is questioned about fasting and about his disciples, and you've got this this passage about this. I, I mean, I really dug into this this week and the old old garments and new patches and old wineskins and new wine, and and trying to understand that and looking at. I looked at several commentaries, and I'm like, none of this is resonating in my spirit as as a. It's something Jesus, it's an attitude that Jesus would have. A lot of them were coming from this place of well, where well, the old covenant and the new covenant are not compatible, and and Jesus had this. You know, he was not going to be able to accept anybody who had the old traditions, and and so that. Uh, th- this is a new covenant, so we're in a new wineskin, and we, and, and all except that. it says the old is better, and it's and that's what I'm. <laughs> I'm like, but it says the old is better. Yeah. What is going on wow. here? And and uh, oh, and I finally found this Jewish writing, and where Jesus was talking, and he was ta- and this this author was talk- quoted this G- this Jewish writing about the new paper, and and the, as Jesus was talking to the Pharisees and these Jewish historians who would have known this reference that he do- did, it really just talked about this connection that Jesus had with these brutes. That were his followers, the fishermen and the tax collectors and this uncomfortable group of people that Jesus was hanging around with. Mm-hmm. And the the religious leaders weren't comfortable and used to that type of disciple. They were they were the cream of the crop. They were yeah. the the scholars, the wealthy, the if you polished were and clean. Polished and clean. And here's Jesus ministering to these. These and outcasts, with these guys, who are these outcasts? And uh so this this commentator, who was actually he was a messianic Jew, and he said he said these wines, the wineskin is us, not the wine. That we are the ones who often become uncomfortable with this growth teaching because we are comfortable with what we have learned and how we have learned it. And, and, and it's better to us the What, how we make sense of the world is better mm. to us with what we're familiar with. And Jesus comes with, you've heard it said, well, that's but I truth. tell yeah. you, mm. and chapter, he didn't, chapter. he didn't, uh, dismantle or he and he didn't, he didn't disavow the didn't evo- yeah. disavow any of that. He just brought it into this clearer picture. And if you have been used to your picture of your your own and it might be a jail cell for you where, well, this is the world that I live in and these are the walls that I have and these are the decorations I have on those walls and these are how I make these these rules make sense and that yeah. is good to me. It's been good for my life. Yeah. And yeah. as a as Christians, I think we can really fall into that too. The and and so this, this commentator was looking at the whole of Luke and going, a lot of this passage around this one wineskin parable parable, parable is a commentary and a parable about Jesus choosing his disciples and how he chooses the people who is in his life. And, and it's open. Hmm. It's well, open in, to newness. In Nunes rabbinic and...
0: tradition, my understanding is that Everybody wanted to, you know, everybody wants to be a doctor, right? Everybody wants mm-hmm. to be a lawyer, doctor, whatever. Mm-hmm. No. Every every Jewish kid wanted to be a rabbi, you know? right? And where well, they were all on that track, yeah. And then they'd fall off for whatever reasons, academic yeah. things or whatever the story, right? And only the cream of the, as you said earlier, cream of the crop, got to be in that space. So those guys were discarded. Yep. Right, and then they'd go do their dad's business. Mm-hmm. Right, James and John, sons of Zebedee, that kind right, of yep. deal. Andrew and Peter are brothers. Right, they're out doing the family business, and then and then Jesus calls them from that, right. like grafts them back into. Here's a, mm-hmm. here's like almost
1: like a college track, right? Here's a course track, and you can get back. You can get back on that. Yeah, and and so these these Pharisees and the Sadducees at this point in Jesus' ministry, they're they're probably not ready to kill him yet. They're not to the the plot his death stage in their relationship with Jesus they're in the who is this guy he's got power and authority and you know you know for us it's the the new speaker and you're like oh I might listen to his podcast maybe I'll follow him maybe I'm gonna do some check-in before mm-hmm. I just add him to my to my <laughs> uh, playlist
2: yeah. well his church uh, those people they don't do that but yeah you know, so <laughs> you know so
1: these these yeah. Pharisees are, are yeah. probably doing that at this point and and for us, I think we have to do that too. I, I'm looking at. I'm gonna be 50 in five years. I probably am pretty set in my ways and comfortable with viewing things the way I view them. And hearing hearing a a fuller picture can be threatening. But I don't want to be in that place. I want to be in the place where I'm I'm hearing from the Lord fresh.
0: Well, when we covered when we covered the stuff last year with Foster, and I think of Colossians two, which is the first time I actually heard it. I mean, I read it before, but I heard it when when I was listening to Richard Foster read his book. Don't handle, don't taste, don't touch. Those have a semblance of wisdom. Mm-hmm. It's will worship, right? Mm-hmm. You think that's it, except Colossians two ends by saying it has no power over sensual indulgence. Mm-hmm. So these things make us feel good. It's the old, but. We are facing things, even in our world today, facing things that are they if they feel unprecedented. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I know there's nothing new under the sun. I got <laughs> it, but they sure feel unprecedented to me. Yeah, and angles and culture and these things coming together, and I don't, I don't need a freshness for my salvation. Right. I don't need a freshness for necessarily my relationship or my sense of worth with the Lord um, man I need a I need a fresh touch anointing awareness of what's going on mm-hmm. and this power of the spirit yeah that we get by by following him yeah so it's no accident that we say Jesus is the way and everything else is a conversation right Jesus is the source and the way and locking into him is just the best choice Mm -hmm. the best the best choice for the long game Mm
1: -hmm.
0: right so we can feel good about a particular type of religion or group or culture religious culture Mm -hmm. but if you read the scripture and we have we talk about it all the time you read the scripture with these kind of eyes he was radical man yeah he just dismantled all kinds of existing paradigms Mm -hmm. and existing thoughts he'd just take a lens and just flip it (coughs) twist it and
1: turn it often with just a couple words. Mm -hmm. It's very powerful.
0: Well, how about praying over us? That uh, we're open to those things, right? We're open to the freshness of who he is for the moment. It just seems to me like he put people first and situations first. And frankly, he didn't serve the Sabbath. The Sabbath served him. Mm-hmm. And that played out in every facet of his life. Right? Yeah. And I mean, he could be the guy to go, you know, I wrote the book. I wrote the law. I mean, you know, that Carmen kind of mm-hmm. song thing. I wrote the book. Well, okay. But he, he, he found people and everything, and he knew all the rules. He knew the rules with the woman at the well,
1: but right. so did she. Mm-hmm.
0: And so did the disciples. He's like I came here on purpose.
1: Mm. That's
0: just that's just beautiful stuff. How about yep. closing us out
1: today? Yeah, Lord, let us live on on purpose, but also humbly in your example. That we would hear, hear and see and read and understand your your story, history with eyes that put you where you belong. Uh, the the things that make us uncomfortable we would see with with different eyes maybe and see what different things you call us to. Uh, Lord, I thank you that your your word is is so living that no matter how, no matter how many times you read a passage it it speaks to it speaks to me. Thank you for that. Father, thank you for, and I thank you for your son. Really, thank you for your son, for the hope that he gives, uh, for the, the scary freedom that he gives to do what you would call us to do, that he would do what you called him to do, even when that wasn't socially acceptable or understood by his friends. Give us that kind of courage. That we could be in that space to hear, uh, hear you call us to love one another, in ways that seem radical. Thank you for these guys who, uh, who I know love me and who I love, and we can enjoy conversation about you together. Praise you for all this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And
0: amen. thank you, everyone, for joining with us. Thanks for hanging in there with us today. Uh, hope you can continue with us through the book of Luke, and this week, even today, Luke 4, uh, 5 tomorrow, 6 on Friday, and as we move through this gospel where we see uh, Jesus as Messiah man. So thanks again for joining us. Until next time, take care.